Hey, good morning and welcome to the Back Shed. This is Monday, October 10th, 2022. This is episode number 120. Today we are going on a trip on the Pacific Crest Trail. That's right. We're going to hear from Sarah Estrada as she tells us about the journey that she and her husband, David, uh, took this year, and it's going to be a good one. So uh, you're in for a great time. Welcome to the Back Shed. Okay, here I am. Welcome, Sarah Estrada. Good to have you here. Welcome to my shed. Thank you. Love to be here. It's so fun. I am. Uh, I'm. I'm one of those um, those nerds that followed along on your trip, and uh, as as you and David like went on this crazy adventure. And when I saw that you were doing this, I thought I. I now actually know somebody who is doing this. Like I've heard about this thing for years. So um, for some of our audience, this is going to be such a new, different thing they've never heard of. And this is a different backshed today. No, we are not doing a Bible study today. Uh, we're we're just going to keep that where it is. But um, I hope that just through our conversation, we will just talk about the majesty of God and his creation because you got to see some of the most incredible territory. First off, tell us, what is the Pacific Crest Trail? That's going to set our context, and then we're uh, going to jump into just having some fun, hopefully get some questions uh, from people watching along. So, Sarah, yeah, what's the Pacific Crest Trail, and why on earth would somebody hike this thing? So, the Pacific Trail is the crest of the Sierra Nevada and the Cascades and all that fun stuff from Mexico, from the border from Mexico to the border of Canada and Washington. So it's 2,650 uh, uh, miles. And yeah, you, you walk the whole way. You go through three states. California is the longest. Uh, you spend more than half of your time, actually, uh, mile-wise in California. Um, and yeah, it's a really fun journey uh it's funny everybody always asks why you would do it and i think people don't actually know why uh most of the time the answer is just because it's there because they can and i think if you really think about how and it be it it you become very grateful for everything that you can that i'm able to do that um and that's super cool one of the way one of the reasons that i kind of learned throughout my journey why I specifically. Um, my husband and I had gotten married during 2020 um, and 2020 and 21 were kind of a rough year. Um, and so yep. my husband really, really wants kids and things like that. And so I knew that us spending time together was really important um, before we and things like that. And so uh, I wanted to spend some real time with my husband. <laughs> And we got to do that. We got to do some of the cool things. Amazing. I we're oh good. Look at this. We already got lots of people asking questions. Um, so, um, and we're having a little trouble with our connection here. So at some point we might need to reestablish this thing, but so we're, we're, we're back. So that's good. Um, and so I'll try to fill in the blank where, where I think we went down there for a second. 
Um, you guys are looking at you're married, you're newly married. You, you know, during COVID, you've kind of experienced all that, and you're going to have kids one of these days. And you're going, this is one of those things that if we don't do it now, it's never going to happen, right? And uh, mm-hmm. and uh, adventure of a lifetime. I, I, I'm I'm stunned when I think about 2,650 miles. And did you think that you would be able to do it, or did you just think we're going to try it and see how far we get? Well, that's totally how I approach it. Um, my husband may have had a different uh, experience, but yeah, that's that's really when you start you you can't even fathom that amount of distance right like normal people can't fathom i can't fathom that amount of distance but you start walking and you're like i'll just see how far and it's it's very much a force gump um somebody described it to me so well the other day uh you know i i I just felt like walking (laughs) and so you see how far you can go that's fantastic um okay so so you we were talking beforehand before we came live um you experimented a little bit with this before uh, you ever did it. What did that look like? You said you hiked a portion of it. So a friend of mine from another church asked me uh, and me and whoever wanted to come, basically, if we wanted to go on a backpacking trip. And so I had just started dating uh, my now husband uh, like a month earlier and was like, Hey, let's, let's, let's try this. And we did, uh, 40 miles over. So we did from, uh, pretty much like a long weekend type of thing. Uh, and which is a part of the, part of the trail and whatnot. And so we absolutely loved it. Um, we really pushed ourselves. It was really interesting. Uh, we did it a long weekend, but we did it. I like to try and impress people. We did it in like 48 hours. We left it like Friday, Sunday at five o'clock type of thing. Huh. But it was a blast and we just had so much fun. And it's so much fun to just be out there. Huh. Yeah. Societal rules and a dis- year after a while um and you get to do kind of wanting um okay so sarah we are we are experiencing kind of it is your keep just coming in and out so i think we're going to try to reestablish this thing all right um would would you mind just uh you know stepping out doing an end there and rejoin and we're going to see if we can't get a little better connection all right and uh, and I'll fill in the blanks here okay. for a second because I, w- I want to hear all of this. Oh, and we got good questions okay. coming. So, yeah, just do a quick little end to the meeting and jump right back in here. OK, um, so uh, there. So what I caught there is she was doing um, the. Uh, so they went up and did a section that was kind of in the Tahoe or I think northern, you know, northern California area of it did about a 40 mile uh, piece of it. And then um, and, and ambitiously did that in 48 hours. Think about that for a second, um, about two days, 40 miles of hiking. That's kind of nuts. Uh, um by the way, I see uh, online there you have questions already. I see about animals and I see about shoes. We will absolutely be sure to ask Sarah those questions when she jumps back on here. So um, she should be coming back in here in a second. We had a perfect connection 
before we started. And then right when we went live, everything went south. So that's that stinks. That stinketh is what I say. Um, hello to uh, Trudy, Lynette, Valerie. Good to see you guys all here this morning. It's going to be a fun day. Still waiting for her to jump back in here. And uh, we have, uh, hello, Barb. Welcome. We are waiting for our guest to jump back on. And uh, so we'll see her uh, back here in just a second. Hi, Angie. I am sporting my Sunrise Community Church Yeti mug today with my coffee. I also have a uh, daughter who's homesick today, so I'm. Uh, you may see me get distracted at some point with uh, with her coming in, but that's if that happens, that happens. All right, here comes Sarah. She's coming back in. Let's see here. This is one I'll go back and edit when we we do another version. All right, there she is. We can we can see her reconnecting. Oops. Things are falling apart all over the place. Sarah, you hear me? I can. All right, you're back. There right, I see you. We'll we'll do our best, okay? And we'll just we'll just go through That's it. Tons of What's that? That's all we can do. I learned a lot of that on the trail. We'll do our best, right? And technology is what technology is. So, um, and you know, if this really ends up stinking, uh, we'll we'll just do something. We'll record something in person later, like over at the church, and put it on. So that's that's what we'll do. And um, absolutely. Okay, so we got a, que- a few questions already. Um, how many pairs of shoes? Uh, like five or six. That's uh, all. They last about four to six hundred miles each. Okay. And and there was a logistical thing, and you did not carry five or six pairs of shoes on the trip. So how no, did that we work? Had, uh, we call it uh, our resupply person. So usually it's a loved one at home that cares if we go missing, um, and about our comfort needs. I can and, think of one. <laughs> my mom was our resupply person so we would order things off of amazon send them to her house she'd gather it all up and send us a box with a cute little note inside it and uh it was a lot of fun that that part was kind of fun i don't know if she appreciated it as much as we did but um yeah it was now, literally a lifesaver in certain areas now with those when when you get the resupply box do you turn around and send things back or you just throw things away we'd send things back um one thing that's really cool along the trail they have uh, at all the town stops and things like that they right. have stores that hike with hikers frequent and things and they have what's called a hiker box okay. so it's a, it's a box that people literally just put whatever they don't want in it and then the next person might be able to use it and so when you go to these towns you'll go through uh go through these hiker boxes and things like that and sometimes it has food in it that people are just sick and tired of but they sent themselves you know 12 weeks worth of this food um and it's week two and they're tired of it and so they'll drop stuff food in there they'll drop gear because they upgrade it or uh-huh. something like that um so you can find really interesting things well i and i bet and and i bet there's some of it too has to do with um i mean you're going from mexico to canada and and you started uh when did you start in the spring right like may or something april or may 
Beginning of March. Beginning of March. Okay, so so you're hitting Southern California when it's nice and pleasant down there as much as it can uh, it be. It got to freezing the first week. <laughs> That's awful. Uh, <laughs> it. Were you expecting that? Yeah, the desert. Oh, I know the desert. I, I've okay. been out there in, in the winter. I know the desert gets really cold because it has nothing to hold the heat in. Um, but yeah, so this beginning, it was freezing. Uh, and then it, it got a little toasty. We never got the hot desert because we started so early, which right. was a plan <laughs> that, that I had. Um, but the Sierras did have a bit of snow uh, more than people later on. Uh, but because it was a snow, low snow year, it wasn't that bad at all. I'm right. so grateful that we went early because. But you're, really you're, 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 once you hit the Sierras, I mean, you have sections where you're hiking through snow and I imagine you're just getting soaked with your feet and all that. Right. Yep. Uh, so we get to learn, uh, old school things that we don't deal with much anymore. Like trench foot is a common thing on the trail. <laughs> Because your feet are wet all the time. Okay. Um, and yeah, so it, it, I've never seen it get ridiculous, but I did have like, we called it uh, like a level one or level two trench foot type of thing. Um, I don't know if, the, if those are real or whatnot, but. <laughs> Interesting. So I would, I would think like dry socks would be like gold. So I carried, uh, I think for the Sierras, I carried four pairs of socks. Okay. So at least two to two to switch back and forth, and then one to sleep in. I always had a dry pair to sleep in. Okay, okay. So, um, so Valerie is asking this question of you. She says, "Are you willing to share how much weight you lost? You look fantastic," is what she says. Well, thank you. I you lost, don't have to answer this question. I, I, no, it's totally fine. I lost forty pounds. My husband did about the same. Okay. Um, what was really interesting is we carried on our back anywhere from probably 25 to 35 pounds uh, in our backpacks and things like that. And so yeah. we lost more weight than we were carrying on our oh back. Oh, my gosh. So if you think about that, that's really cool. Well, and you had to have gained so much strength, right? Muscle and um, I, I saw a post you put online the other day about BMI and, and all of that. And, you know, and you are, uh, you've got to be in fantastic shape all the way around, right? Uh, more or less. Your diet kind of suffers on the trail. Okay. Just a little bit. Um, but physically, yeah, I could go climb a mountain and, you know, it'd be fun. <laughs> right. Uh, it's okay. So, so, so. When when someone thinks about or imagines this trip, like when I always heard about this trail, it never dawned on me that you would be going through populated areas. You know, you just imagine that you're out in the wilderness for several months and somehow you're getting food. I don't know if you're killing animals or what, but, you know, you, you imagine these kinds of things. And I see online that you're at Magic Mountain. Um, so so how did that work? So, uh, yeah, you every, say, five to ten days, you'll go into a town. you got to get food, and uh, a warm meal is mm. great, um, and a shower is also lovely. Um, so, 
we realize that the trail goes right kind of by Santa Clarita, which Magic Mountain is. Yep. Um, we had had this idea long before the trail. My husband's never been to Magic Mountain. I thought it'd be super fun to decide. Oh, apparently we weren't the only ones because us and Nightbreakers uh, all ran to Magic Mountain the same day. And we just had a blast uh, running around all over the place like little kids in a candy shop. <laughs> so, so do you like get an Uber from the trail to Magic Mountain or was it that close? Um, so we rented a car. Okay. Uh, um, we, I think we stepped off trail, I believe in Agua, not Agua Dulce. It was whatever it was right after Agua Dulce, but okay. very, very close to that. It's probably the closest town you'll recognize. Um, and we rented a car, us and uh, two friends of ours. And most people did. Some people rented uh, U-Hauls, which is a nice, cheap way to rent a rent car. Um, and yeah, we all just met at Magic Mountain. We set a date and uh, whoever showed up, showed up. And so afterwards, so Magic Mountain was a blast and a half. But uh -huh. when we were done at the end of the day, we were a bunch of starving hikers that just spent a day at a very expensive amusement park. Right. And so all 19 of us went to Olive Garden afterwards. And you for carved up. soup salad and breadsticks. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we cleaned out the house. Oh, my oh. goodness. That's fantastic. I have a picture of a friend of mine. He's got probably 12 plates and bowls stacked in front of them because that's what he ate that was his food <laughs> oh my goodness i'm uh, uh all right so um <laughs> there's so many things i want to ask but but you mentioned the people uh you know it's not like you're walking out in the wilderness by yourselves just the two of you 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 ended up meeting quite a group group of people out there. Tell us about that and uh, and people from all over the world. Yeah, so uh, because the borders have been closed the last two years, there's been a backlog of people from other. Apparently, the, this hike is really popular in other countries, especially Germany, which I think is really. Interesting. I believe it. Yep. And so uh, internationals have been just itching to get over here. And so since they were opened the borders this year, probably at least 50% of the people um, on the trail were from another country. And so that was just super cool. You get to live with people in a way you would never get to live with them um, in, in normal society type of thing. Yeah. Um, and you get to see who these different people are and how they live and things like that. It was so cool. You have, you what's called a tramley okay which is your trail family um you go along the trail and stuff like that and you find people that have similar hiking speeds and, mm -hmm. and um styles as you because like some people we people that did 15 to 20 miles a day some people like to do 20 to 30 miles a day and that's not my style so we didn't hike with those people <laughs> okay so that's what i was going to ask you 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 did 15 to 20 mile days Yep. We, a couple of times we would go over 20, we did a 24 hour challenge where we did uh, 40 miles in 24 hours, which Ooh. I don't suggest. Um, it kind of wrecked us for a little bit, um, yeah. but the challenge was out there and it, it was fun, but yeah, we, we do about 15 to 20. Okay. And so do you find yourself uh, getting ahead of certain people, but then slowing down and they catch up with you and kind of like driving down the highway on a road trip. And like, I saw, I've passed that car already twice today. Yep. Well, and then you'll stop kind of like stopping to go to the bathroom. You'll stop uh -huh. at water or lunch and things like that. And they'll get, they'll catch up to you. And 
that's kind of how you you find these people that you know you kind of just you walk together with so we with one person one other person to i mean we were alone sometimes okay uh, to we were at a group of 10 at one point which was a lot um it was it was it was a lot of fun well, I'm going to I'm going to uh, throw a few pictures up here because I realize people people don't necessarily um, want to just sit here and listen to us. They want to see some of this stuff. Um, this is I, I'm I'm impressed that you pulled this off because um, this part is actually not on the Pacific Crest Trail. Um, but I think you I think you had to, to divert um, to uh, get on top of Mount Whitney. Is that correct? Yeah, it's it's not too far off trail, a couple miles, uh, but you were in the best shape of your life. Um, I don't know why anyone wouldn't do this. Right. Yeah. Um, we had a friend, he had actually already done it. And so he started heading up there. And I, was like, eh, I don't really want it. He got convinced to finish it. Uh, but yeah, this was a super cool experience. Oh that my goodness. I am increasingly trying to figure out how to put casually in the conversations that I climbed Mount Whitney. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, it, that was really cool. That was it's sunrise a, right on top of Mount Whitney. Is that uh, is that this one right here? No. Yeah, see that fin? That's Mount Whitney. Okay, so funny thing about Mount Whitney. Yeah. Uh, it is really not impressive because everything around it is also 14,000 feet. Right. And so it hides. You actually, like, can't see it until you're right underneath right. it. Uh, which is kind of interesting. It's more impressive to say than to be there. No. <laughs> well, and there are a lot of people now. Now, being that you were on the trail, um, did you need to get a permit to get up there? Because I you know most people, you have to, you know, get permission to go up there. So it is kind of included in our as long as you do a day trip. So you have to stay at a specific uh, campground. It's called Crabtree. So okay. here's Mount Whitney, kind of in the middle. Yeah. Most come up from Lone Pine, they right. do uh, the Whitney portal, which is mm -hmm. the 99 switchbacks to the top. Yeah. Whereas we're on this side of it. So we're already in the mountains. So we just have to, we can't camp above a certain uh, altitude. So right. that's just the rules that we have. Cause it's, it's a day hike for us uh, per se. <laughs> so you do have to get a permit to do this whole thing. Is that yeah, they put like, out about four thousand permits a year. Oh wow. Um, uh, which sounds like a lot. You yeah. you will never see that many people on the trail. No, um, not but anything. yeah, it's free. Uh it is a lottery though. Um, so you do have to kind of pine for it. You have to be there like right as it opens and things like that. And that's a whole process. Um, they've kind of streamlined it a little bit, David and I had because uh we're two different people. Okay. And so we couldn't be on the same permit. Um, we had to get our own. Uh, and so our days were a couple of days apart, but we just started at the later date. Gotcha. Just to cover ourselves. That makes sense. All right. Uh, we had a question and that question was, uh, what kind of animals did you see uh, while you were out there and any that scared you? We saw lots of deer. Yep. Um, we, uh, in the desert, we counted lizards, which was but uh, we got to 1,600 lizards, uh, but we stopped, stopped uh, which at the time was about one or two every mile, which is they thought was interesting. We saw lots of rabbits, snakes, rattlesnakes, of course. Um, we did see one bear, and we heard another one. 
that was probably the only worrisome encounter. We had just gotten into camp one night and we heard a bear off in the bushes, um, which was a little concerning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as as we're trying to make our bed, <laughs> um, but Ooh. bears are more scared of you than than you are of them, type of thing. Oh yeah. And so as long as you make yourself known and you don't scare the bear per se. Um, you scare them away, but don't like jump out at them, you know, right. Um, they're, they're, they're looking for an easy, they're kind of opportunistic animals. Yep. And so as long as you don't make their meals easy to get to. Right. Yeah. And the black bear is a, is very much, you know, it's fairly docile and, and is not into your business other than wanting your food. And yep. I my here's my story for you. I'll throw in two stories because I, I love it. So um, as a, a junior higher, my dad and I hiked up the Kern Canyon, which I believe there's a, a portion of your trip that was on this exact same hike where we were. And um, we camped right out right near this ranger station out in the middle of, you know, up in the mountains and uh, uh, where there was this bridge. And we thought we'd be really clever and hang our food over the bridge so the bears wouldn't get it. Well, the I I didn't know you're supposed to counterbalance it in the tree. Um, but uh, anyway, the bear reaches over the bridge and pulls up all of our food. And this is on our first night out of an eight of a, what was supposed to be a 60 mile trip. Um that ended in Sequoia and turned into an 80 mile trip because we got lost. Um, but then we also had all of our food taken by a bear the first night. And so the ranger gave us biscuit, Bisquick and garbanzo beans to live on for the next three days. So that's, uh, that's my wilderness story for you right there. Thankfully that never happened to us. We never had our food stolen. A couple of people did. And I always wondered what you would do with that. Cause you'd have to get out. Like, the amount of calories that we burn, we couldn't we couldn't survive like that for for too long anyway. Right. So so tell me about calories. Like so, what are you going after? What what? How many calories are you trying to consume a day? So uh, they say I, I can't even remember what it is exactly. They say we burn like five thousand wow. calories and five thousand. So the first so. They kind of divide the trail out. They say the first third of the trail is physical. The middle third is mental, which is okay. absolutely true. And then the last third is nutrition because you like we we can't we bulked up before we started. We trained by eating a lot. Um, and so when I we got to that. Washington, we still had some weight to lose. Um, but a lot of people don't. I mean, that's just their body types, you know. Uh -huh. Um, and so you you eat whatever you will put in your mouth, and you are just constantly eating after a while. Which so you eat anything that will go down. I mean, we lived off of some of the worst foods you can think of, and you just pile it on because you're going to burn it off. Because no you what. need to. So that's interesting because I would think that some of the intense hikers are probably in too good of a shape going into something like this where they don't have that to lose right and that's absolutely true those people tend to uh since we had weight to lose we didn't really concern ourselves too much yeah but a lot of people will dial in their food and like actually count calories but so that they have enough calories enough calories um more than anything and so uh bought like protein bars me and my husband are not fans of them a lot of people are not you just get over them right i'm um, sure 
but that is an easy way. If, if you can stomach it, that's an easy way to get calories in real quickly. And on the grill, you can do it while you're walking. Yeah. Outside of killing a bear and eating their meat. So <laughs> Uh, yeah, meat was the hardest thing on trail. Uh, oh, I, I burnt out on beef jerky before we even start. And oh so uh, salami and pepperoni were my best friends for a good portion of the trail. Okay. What was um, um, breathtaking scenery? Like, you know, I, I don't even know if you can, it's even possible to select a, a favorite um, view or anything like that. But um, what, what did the scenery do for you? Um, so I, I just thought of it real quick. I think I can pick a spot out of each state. Okay. Um, so why number one by far, Washington state was just the most gorgeous. Mm. Um, everything, it was like the Sierras, but green. Um, okay. and it was just so beautiful. Uh, goat rocks wilderness where you do knife's edge. Um, that, that was by far the most beautiful area. Um, we also got to see uh, mountain goats, which was super cool uh, in that area. But yeah, that that was by far the most beautiful in Oregon. We didn't get to do a lot of Oregon. Okay. Um, but we did um, Obsidian Falls area, Three Sisters Wilderness, which we have a special place in our heart. We got engaged in Three Sisters Wilderness. Oh, that's cool. Um, and so we did a side trip to go back and, and relive that, the climb that we did to do that. Very um, cool. Was a lot of fun. So we, th- that holds a little special place in our hearts. But Obsidian Falls is really cool because you're a walking on Obsidian. I mean, there is just oh Obsidian littered gosh. everywhere. Everything glitters. It's it's amazing. Um, oh, actually, Tunnel Falls in Oregon is also super cool. You get to walk behind a waterfall, like through a mountain. It's it's pretty phenomenal. Okay, I'm gonna throw a picture up here just um, because this looks amazing. And uh, tell me where this is. Um, let's see here. What what are we looking at here? That was oh. That was right after Timberline Lodge. Um, fun fact: the Timberline Lodge is where. Um, Oh, where's the axe? Here's Johnny. What's that movie? Oh, oh. That scary movie, you know what I'm talking about? Not Misery. No. 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 Here's Johnny, the Stephen King movie. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't, I, I'm not good at those. Uh, anyway, oh, The Shining. Mm. Uh, that, the outside of okay. Shoreline Lodge was the The Shining with the scene okay. that they show. Um, so yeah, that's this area. So this is part of, I think this is technically part of the Timberline Trail. Okay. Um, right after this, we have a really pretty picture of Mount Hood. Um, yeah, that one. That one right there. Okay. That is Mount Hood. Uh, we got a really cool campsite, and this was the night of the supermoon. Oh. Um, and so we were okay. just above treeline, uh, right underneath Mount Hood, uh, being able to to see and see this uh, tent setup we have. It's called the Star- Stargazer Kit. Yeah. Um, totally so no clear i know nothing that's just a bug net um, yeah so you we got to wake up and i mean just see this giant moon on top of us it was which so is cool. that right there yeah. right yeah that was the super moon so that was super cool that's amazing um now and i right <laughs> <laughs> no did david take this picture 
Yeah, David took this picture. Uh, he learned he has a love for astral photography. Got he always it. liked photography, but didn't know like what what he kind of liked to do with it. Um, so he's gotten real interested in that. Fascinating. Well, I noticed in a lot of your pictures there, David had the camera and and was was seemed to be constantly doing things with that. Um, mm -hmm. So it's. Uh, it would be fun to see all of those. I I had noticed when I was following along that that you had taken a lot of pictures around Mount Hood, and that seemed like that was probably a, a highlight from what I could tell. Absolutely. Uh, um, okay, so uh, what not everyone may know is you didn't make it the whole way. Mm -mm. Um, so what was, uh, what there, and there was something very legitimate that stopped that from happening. Uh, so tell about that here as we, uh, we're going to round the corner here and kind of wrap this up here in the next, uh, five to 10 minutes. Um, one of the very real realities, and they say that, that through hiking legitimately is almost impossible nowadays, okay. especially in the Pacific Crest Trail because wildfires, um, okay. huge problem. Uh, so a good portion of Oregon was kind of smoked out because there is a wildfire. Like, I think it actually has crossed the trail now. Um, so it is 100% a no-go in that area. Um, but the northern terminus, um, the last 80 miles were shut down because of a wildfire. Okay. Um, and they, they actually thought the terminus might burn um, because oh, of how close it was. There was a fire that started, and it's all they're all started from thunderstorms. Right. Um, that's, that's the main concern for us. Um, and actually I got caught in a thunderstorm on a pass one time. That was terrifying. Um, but the wildfires are really, it, it shut down the trail and it's just not safe and it's not smart. So we, like some of our friends, they took alternate routes and they had to walk through smoke. I was just not willing to yeah. put my lungs through that. Cause I, it, that's permanent damage and right. it, it wasn't worth it to me at that point. Yeah. Um, we, because of all of this, we do kind of want to do the whole thing all over again, um, <laughs> Are just you... to make it really legit. Uh, and we just had so much fun. I would love oh my to do it again. So did you, were you able to, because of, you know, whatever devices you carried with you, were you able to get a total count on the like final mileage that you made? Um, no, because I was not very good at turning okay. my GPS on and off. Um, but we figure we did about just like 2000 miles. Okay. That's so. Sarah. That is amazing. You are amazing. And, and if nobody ever tells you that I am, um, I have so much respect for the two of you, uh, to have done something like this. You will never, ever regret it. Oh no. Um, <laughs> um how did you see God at work in this trip? Um, literally like the, the walking by faith thing became real, very real for a little bit. Um, after the desert, when we hit the Sierras, which is supposed to be like one of the most dangerous parts, uh, I had no plans. And so I literally just had to have faith that if this was meant to happen, we would continue on. Yeah. Um, that's how I got to the top of Mount Whitney. I said, lots of people do this. If I'm, you know, statistically, I should be able to do this. Um, and I, and I've, I, I started really getting in tune with just what well, that, that little voice inside that was telling me keep going or stop or right. wait or rest or, or push through things like that. And that's really what made that trip for me is, is that ability to 
trust in like everybody always looks for how do I know that God's speaking to me type of thing. right yeah um and I and I felt like I really got to just keep doing the next right step which is something that I always try to do um and I've lived by those words for a long time but I really got to feel them you know what is the next right step it doesn't have to be anybody else's right step it's mine you right know? well and and I feel like with you know you're out and in a place where the majority of the time you're not distracted by the rest of the stuff of the world. I mean, I, I'm oh, sure you, <laughs> right? Like, like you have a singular focus. You're, you're not worried about all of this. And, and I feel like it's just so clear, like we can hear God more easily when all the distractions are removed. Absolutely. And, two, two of the most beautiful things that happen on the trail is, um, really living in a state of gratitude mm. for everything that I have because we have so little on the trail. Yeah. Um, but being so grateful for the things that we have, we have a friend from Belgium that that was just hit. He it'd be pouring down rain. He'd be like, I love the rain. I love this. This is amazing. I love walking through snow. And, and we just loved that part of him, you know, and you really do get to gain that. And yeah. the second thing is uh, people, right. Just really the kindness of people and how, you can you can also be that person i mean people were giving us rides literally down the street and we can express how grateful we were for that okay so so you had people out there that they literally call them trail angels yeah um tell us tell us what a trail angel does so the trail angel is the most amazing person that out of sheer goodness of their heart um help hikers just because they like to be helpful and they like what we're doing and things like that. And so people do anything from, you know, leaving fruit at a trailhead type of thing. You know, these are teeny tiny things that hikers just absolutely adore. You like when you haven't had an apple or access to apple for a week, right. an apple is, is delicious. It's sweet. You get to taste these things that you've never really stopped to really think about. And so these trail angels help you, in that state of gratitude um and you know really helps restore some faith in humanity and and that there are good people and that's part of the whole unplugging that you were talking about right. i was no longer we were no longer bombarded with the news and even just like traffic and things like that um all we saw was the goodness of people right and it's really hard to come back to a world that's so focused on on the negative and things like that well um, well, and, and you and I both, I think we had a Facebook interaction a few weeks ago just about how people drive. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and I noticed when I was traveling around the country, like people were just way more laid back. Here comes my daughter, by the way. So come on in, Amelia. Come on in here, girl. You, what do you want? Okay, here, come on over here and say hi to my friend, Sarah. Yeah. I uh, I just can you say hi? You want to watch Paw Patrol? Oh, that's what I thought. So this is this is why I said we're going to wrap it up soon. Um, but I, I I hate to say this, but I kind of got outside of the busyness of California, and and you just have down to earth people that that want to get to know you and you know and talk and they drive a little more calmly and and all of that and you know and that's i'm not trying to insult california but i think it's just when you get in the busyness of large populace uh 
people everywhere were going coming and going nonstop and just that whole removing of distraction changes all perspective um and I, and I love you got to experience that you know like in a in a very new way right it makes you want to be a part of the solution and not mm. the problem. It makes you really second guess the choices that you make. I made a, a not great choice driving yesterday and I like it really hung on me for a long time, like much yeah. longer than it was before the trail. And I don't want to be the person that creates that kind of, you know, traffic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's 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 powerful. Um Okay, let's see here. How on earth do we wind something like this up? Do you have any questions? Mm. No, I didn't think I so. I want to watch Paw Patrol. You want to watch Paw Patrol? Yes, we're we're getting back to Paw Patrol. That's too scary. It's too scary. Yeah. The one you were watching was too scary. Yeah. yeah, this is what you know. A great father does. He leaves his daughter to watch Paw Patrol by herself. And it's, <laughs> it's, was it the one with dragons? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, too cold. All right. All right. Let's see here. Um, okay, Sarah, what else do we need to know? Um, to, oh, oh, wait. What I meant to say is you've become a trail angel. Mm-hmm. I am leaving here in a little bit to go uh, take a hiker up to Sierra City because that's where they need to go to finish their miles. Fantastic. Well done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Very well done. Um, yeah. So tell us what something else we need to know as we go here. And I also want to hear about your hat. Um, my hat so i was part of the uh, one of my the tramways that i was in uh was called the cowboys because they cowboy camp which means they did not set up their tent just put their mats on the ground and slept up under the stars and so we all wore cowboy hats uh while we were hiking which actually is a functional hat as well baseball caps do not cover the back of your necks and uh cowboy hats do so that is one of the reasons I made the switch. Uh, but it's also more stylish, I think. It's great. It, it's it's perfect. And you're right. You've got to cover the back or you're going to get sunburned. So. Mm -hmm. And it's somewhere to put your pins and all your fun stuff. See, this is uh, my, my name tag. Your memento. Oh, this is my trail name. I don't know if you can see it. Okay. It says talks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> David is uh, made in Mexico, so you get fun little trail name that uh, stick with you, and it's great. That's good. I saw that hashtag on some of your posts. That's so cool. Um, well, thank you, Sarah. This is like I like we said yesterday at church. Like this could go on forever. I you know I feel like you know the reality is uh, you probably cannot even you know put in words the complete uh, impact of a trip like this and you know i think for your marriage it's it's setting you guys up for so much success if you can if you can handle this kind of adversity uh along the way you know you can you can handle pretty much anything and um yeah we didn't have the choice to someone sleep on the couch we so we <laughs> depended on each other for survival that's we amazing had a very important part of the puzzle so yeah yeah and 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 to go back you know if i can tie this in in, a, in another spiritual uh thing here it's it's god allows us to go through adversity to make us better people right and and mommy, to mommy. mommy yeah no she's at work um but uh you know he really uh and and carries us through those things but it's it's through that trial that that he grows us as opposed to through easy times um, where I think we can just become, you know, a little too self-reliant when it comes to a lot of these things. 
absolutely pushing through those uncomfortable places where you would like just run away but because of circumstances we weren't we weren't able to do that uh really helped us be able to so how do we approach this and and what how do we listen to the other person and what their needs are and yeah. how do we fulfill whatever our needs are yeah yeah oh that's good so I'll, I'll close with this um i think it's in the book of james consider it pure joy brothers and sisters when you face trials of many kind because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance and uh that is perseverance you had to have that to do this so um absolutely Lots of fun comments today on the uh, the Facebook stream here, and people uh, appreciated the pictures, spiritual journey, um, and uh, yes, Lynette, my my daughter is adorable, and I, sometimes I call her pure joy. Um, I guess sometimes it's trials. <laughs> um, Angie, thanks for joining us too. Let me pray as we close things off today, and uh, and we'll be on our way. Okay. Uh, Sarah, thank you. This okay. has been fun. Uh, Father, thank you in the name of Jesus um, for a great time talking to Sarah. And uh, I just pray that you would bless her and David continually in their marriage as they as they have faced a trial and, and just a, a great testing in their lives that is going to uh, just net great benefits. And uh, thank you for the beauty of your creation that you have made that uh that they got to enjoy in a in a firsthand spot that not many of us will ever see and uh um, god would you just may this be the beginning in their lives and may we learn through it um to just appreciate um who you are how you've made us how you've made this world and uh, uh god thank you for their expanded world view as a result and i pray this all in jesus name amen Oh, well, Sarah, we, we, uh, the, the technical difficulties, uh, were what they were, but, uh, I think we got to hear an amazing story and I'm so grateful, uh, for you for joining me here today. And, uh, so thank you. And, uh, I will, we will all look forward to hearing more stories. Okay. So, uh, don't be afraid to testify to, to this trip. It was great, um, to hear about it. Absolutely. And um, thanks again for having me. This was my privilege. So uh, um, for the rest of you all, I uh, look forward to having you back here next week where uh, Bob Mason from Crew will be joining us. Bob ministers to medical students uh, at Loma Linda University that are uh, uh, working towards uh, becoming doctors. And, uh, and he's going to tell us how he... Um, helps train uh, doctors uh, to be able to have a ministry to their patients. And uh, that's going to be a fun one next week right here in the shed. Uh, until then, you all have a great week. Sarah, you have a great week. Um, and have have a good time being a trail angel here this morning, all right? Thanks. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Thank you for joining me for the Backshed Bible Study Podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. The Backshed is hosted by yours truly, Cliff Carey, and is a ministry of Sunrise Community Church in Fair Oaks, California. 
The Backshed Bible Study can be viewed live every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Facebook at facebook.com slash sunrise community online. All video episodes are also available at youtube.com slash sunrise community church. For more information about Sunrise and its ministries, go to www.sunrise.church. We hope you're able to join us again next time here in the Backshed.